Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh, serve fast, serve friendly, lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh, serve fast, serve friendly, lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. If you're listening to this right now, you probably know or maybe you don't know about OscarCombs.com. Shameless plug. Over the years, Oscar and I have shared many casual conversations about UK athletics, and I'm here to tell you that I've learned quite a bit. So one day after we were done recording Legends, I forgot to turn off the microphones, and we started talking about Big Blue Madness. And then we realized we may have accidentally stumbled upon something here. Take a listen to what we had to say about Big Blue Madness and some of the stories Oscar and I shared about the history and the mystique to the unofficial official start to the Kentucky basketball season. We'll do some more of these in the coming weeks, but as for now, what do we call this? We call it Podcats with Oscar Combs. I'm wishing you and yours a very happy and safe Big Blue Madness. <laughs> it, the season never ends, does it? No, of course not. <laughs> never, especially for us. Yeah, that's right. You know, this Friday night, Big Blue Madness, something that's become a tradition around these parts that, uh, what was it, um, Something like 23 minutes, all the tickets were gone again this year. Yeah, which 23 minutes does not equate to the time I spent in line, the time I spent preparing for this campaign. Just, 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 just tell me one thing, though. Yes, and sir. I've, I've never done one of these. I've been, I've been by the Camp City several times. I can remember when it was the old Midnight Madness, not Big Blue Madness. Midnight Madness. Midnight Special. What, what does a person have to do? What kind of a of a, a, a train of thought, does a human being have to be in to stand out there in a cold, wet weather, camp out for hours upon hours to get a ticket to a free event? I mean, are you all together? Well, now, I can't give you all my secrets because if I gave them out on this podcast, people may steal them and take my tickets for next year. Here's what I will tell you. Yes, you have to have a different mindset when camping out. You need to make friends. You have to have a friend. You have to have a game plan, and you have to put aside. Do you cheat? Do I? No. no. You never leave. No, who, who? Me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have things to do, but eventually do they, I'll come do they back. Have, do they have Porter Johns down there, by the way? Yeah, they do. Okay. They do, but it helps when you live 10 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So you cheat? No, I go, you get away. I go home to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I don't cheat. Well, they got Porter Johnson. You don't need to go to the I home I use the Porter Johnson, too, if I need to. 
you're trying to get me in trouble. I know what you're doing here. You got to have a different. Well, let mind. me just ask you. Okay, okay. Let me ask you Go one ahead. more question. Yeah, okay. Sure. When you took that day off from your work, is that recorded as a vacation day, sick day? You do the uh, personal and vacation days first, and then you get sick somewhere between the vacation and personal day, and then you take the sick day. Okay. That's how you cheat the Now system. more back to your adventure. <laughs> All right. So, yes, it, it does take a certain mindset mentality to be crazy enough to stand out in line, camp out for a few days. Now, I have a friend of mine who's completely nuts. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this. I would not be camping out. I would have been at home on Ticketmaster.com trying to get my tickets. If I didn't get tickets, so what? I've done it. I've been there before. But I understand being a Kentucky fan, I know how important Big Blue Madness is to the fans. Your first one? My first one? 1992. 19, you realize how long ago that's been? I was 15 years old. And what am I holding up in front of you right now? Big Boo? Big Boo Madness. Big Boo Madness. October 31st. And how many How many of these have you now been to? Uh, let's see. I think that was my first one. I've been to, I've been to them uh, every year since. And uh, each, each have a great story. Each have a great memory. Uh, that particular one on October 31st, 1992, obviously – Big Boo Madness. It was a monster mash on Halloween night. My dad and I decided we were going to go. Now, I had seen, growing up outside of Cincinnati, I had to wait. They would air it on, let's see, when 27 had the broadcast rights, they would air it on WSTR, something like that, up in Cincinnati at midnight. But midnight was too late for me to stay up. Too late? Too late. So my dad would stay up and watch it, and he would record it. And if your kids are listening to this, there was something called VHS. So I would get up the next morning at 7 o'clock. Could not wait to get that tape and watch it. Tell me what went through your mind in 1992. Of course, you got to remember, that was the first basketball event mm-hmm. following the great Kentucky-Duke game in the East Regional. I was so excited to see Jamal Mashburn. He was coming back. And this was going to be his last year. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited because I just felt like after what Patino had did with that team the year prior, you know, we, we got somewhere. We made it to the regional finals. It's time to take it to the next level, kind of like what Cal did his first year. You know, regional, uh, regional finals and then make it to the final four. I felt this is it. This is going to be it right here. How did you get your tickets for that? <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another podcast. <laughs> It's a, it's a wild story. My condense dad, it. I will condense it the best I can. My dad got me out of basketball practice. He said, we're going. Talk to your coach. It's okay. Let's go. We drove all the way down from northern Kentucky, spent all day at Keeneland, all day at Keeneland, and guess what? 14, 15 years old, guess what I did at Keeneland? Made my first bet, and I lost. And my dad said, don't tell your mother. Don't say a word to your mother about this. Sorry, Mom. We leave Keeneland about 5 o'clock, 5.30, went over to Memorial Coliseum. The line was from the front door all the way down to Maxwell. Cold, rainy, overcast day. We saw snow, hail, probably a tornado. Wind was kicking up. It was brutal conditions. 
stood in line. Halloween night, so of course about 9 o'clock we're starting to see all the freaks come out and everything. And 11 o'clock they opened up the doors. Midnight, we see the team. There's Mashburn. And guess, guess what was laying in that seat? Not only this program, but the black and white Monster Mash poster with him crushing the ball. I Correct. just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Still had that poster. Got it signed last year by Mashburn. Go through. Don't remember much about the practice other than the fact that I got to see Mashburn, who was my favorite player of the 90s. We leave. We got out of there maybe 115, 130 by the time we got back to my car. Or my car, my dad's car. Had to stop, get something to eat. Drove 70 miles back up north. Still had to go to Sunday school the next morning. Told all my friends how great it was. Went to church. I didn't see my dad since we got back to the house. I didn't see my dad till 2 o'clock. The next day when he woke up and my mom said, how was it? He said, I'll never go back again. I will never do that. He said, the only reason I went was because he wanted to go. But he said, I will never do it again. Did he and ever I've do done it, it again? every year since. Has he ever done it since? No. No, he has not. After you attended that first one, how did that change the way that you followed the cats throughout that season? You've never done that before being Midnight Madness, but no. you did. Did that change anything about how you followed them during the regular season that uh, that following year? Yeah, because the way I look, what I would look at would be what I saw that night and how much improvement did I see throughout the season. Big Blue Madness gave me a starting point to see how much they improved. And – it, it, it was always interesting because the team I started off seeing, and this goes for everyone, was not the same team we saw at the end of the year. So as that season winds down, you do take that next step. You do get to the Final Four. You end up losing to North uh, to uh, Michigan, Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, which ends up playing North Carolina in a championship. Uh, did that loss to Michigan – how did that affect you as compared to that loss to Duke the year before in the regional finals? It didn't hurt me as much. Um, because I thought Michigan was – Michigan was – as much as I hated those guys, especially after losing to them, I thought they were a really good team. It didn't bother me. I mean, it bothered me at the time, but looking back on it, it didn't hurt me as much as losing to Duke because – even though I think Chris Weber is still a villain in college basketball, <laughs> Christian Leitner is much more of a villain in college basketball. But I, I was disappointed because I love Jamal Mashburn so much, and I hated to see him go out like that. Plus what he meant to the university of getting Kentucky basketball back to a prominent, uh, the prominent position where they should rightfully be. Over the years, Going into Midnight Madness each year, and not Midnight, it's Big Blue Madness now. starts earlier in the evening. And Tell me some of the things that you notice from different people, where they be kids, older people. Does it, does it shock you that there's some of the senior citizens out there right in line with the kids that are 8, 10, 12, 14 years old? It doesn't shock me um, because I, I guess because I'm so used to it and I understand the culture of Kentucky basketball fans. I think what shocks me more than anything is the amount of time and effort that people put into it. And you hear these stories, just like what I told you. They have to take vacation days. They have to take personal days. They, and I, 
I'm getting ready to sound like Cal, where he said, remember when he said people people bypass their cigarette and beer money to buy SEC tournament tickets? It's a commitment. And Well, bypassing cigarette and beer money, is that's, that's probably a um, very reflective attitude on improving your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't partake, but um, it's the, com- the amount of commitment that people make to this. Now, I'm fortunate to where I don't live far away and I can do this, but people driving from all over the state to do this, and even out of state, it's absolutely amazing. And people just hang out for three days straight. Now, what's fun about it is the conversations you have with other people, and you get to know other basketball fans. And it's almost kind of like a family reunion every year. You see these folks once a year, you still see the same people coming back and coming back. Is it sort of a more or less a family reunion as such of, of, of this group of people that – you know, it seems to me the same ones each year that are there early. I mean, like, you know, they finally had to put a deadline at or a starting point. You just can't show up three weeks ahead of time. No, you can't. You can't pull the old uh, Wally Clark. Yeah, and, and show up um, a month ahead of time. Is Wally Clark the most famous non-celebrity for Big Blue Madness? Yeah, I would think him because I remember in the '90s he would show up early, and, and that was. What this guy's showing up early for Big Blue Madness? To uh, to keep performers or listeners informed with this, Big Blue Madness started back in '82, but Midnight Madness actually started in '71 in Maryland. Lefty, Lefty Derzell, mm-hmm. and he brought up and his deal was is oh the rule says I can't practice till such and such a time. Well, okay, it's October the fifteenth. What time on October fifteenth? Well, 12.01, so he was there. And then Joe B. started here in 82, and I remember in 82 because I was down here then, his deal was was a week of it. The players were getting bored mm-hmm. in their so-called workouts. In other words, it wasn't practice, but they could lift weights and run. Mm-hmm. And so he said, you know, I need to get something to get these jazz up. So he and his coaches literally went out to dorms and fraternities around the campus and just posted a piece of paper on door said, hey, come over and watch us at midnight, such and such a night. And there were six, 700 kids showed up, and then the next year it just blew up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the fire marshal comes into Memorial Coliseum and they have to shut the door because there's too many people in the Coliseum and then you have thousands of fans locked out, you know it's a huge deal. I don't know if that's happened anywhere during a, a, a midnight madness celebration practice that a fire marshal has come in and say, and it, when did that happen? Eighty-five, I think. Something like that. Somewhere around there. Well, you it's know, a huge deal. You know, back in the old days, they they had to do things to encourage you to come out. Mm-hmm. They gave you free hot dogs, free cokes, free this, free that, posters, and all that. And in one year, Southern States Co-op decided they was going to give everybody a five-pound bag of dog food. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. In fact, the guy that was part of it, I said, you know, I said, you're going to be the life and stock of the country. Can we dog food at a midnight madness? And Bill Kiley, rest his soul, was here. Well, Bill had some dogs, you know, mm-hmm. and he found out about it. Well, they pulled a tractor trailer up, and they had a little over 6,000 bags of dog food. There wasn't a bag left that night. There's one thing about it is Tennessee may have Smokey, 
but Kentuckians have their dogs too. <laughs> sounds like an old minor league baseball gimmick. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what it sounds like to me. No, I was not fortunate enough. Ted to Wise was a guy that came up with that. Uh-huh. Ted had this thing. It's when Eddie Sutton first came here. Mm-hmm. They gave away a. They gave away a. What do you call it when you take an old car and customize it? There's a term for it. Uh, they gave they, modifications. Yeah, they gave away something like a '57 Chevy mm-hmm. that had been customized mm-hmm. by Jack Kane, mm-hmm. you know, and gave it away. And I mean, now they don't have to give you anything. I mean, you just, you know, you just tell the, them it's going to be there. You go for the show. Yeah. You go for the production, and yeah. the production just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. I bet you the cost of that production some years is more than an entire budget for some schools. No question. Basketball program. No question. That's not cheap. No, and you think about all the light, the lighting rigs, the stages. Bottom line, there's a lot of expenses that go into this. Yeah. It's just not the fans show up for a yeah. free show. It's so so we're looking for Friday night? Friday night, yes. I will and be there. what time do you get to go in? Well, uh, that, that's a good question. I haven't even looked at the tickets yet. I You're supposed to know that. Well, I, I'll have a game plan okay. by okay. Thursday night at some point. So let me ask you a question because I got so bored up there at the camp out. My friend and I talked to Joe B. up there by the coal lodge, and uh, I got a little sick, and I needed some Joe B. Halls. What would you think about that? <laughs> well. That's what that's the kind of things you're resorted to do. Yes. <laughs> Past the border. You, you know, you know I, w- I was surprised. I mean, I saw some, and I was surprised there wasn't more uh, pictures distributed by Twitter of, of uh, the setup and the camp out and everything this year. There was some, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think some of that had to do with they, they cut down. Yeah. On it. Were you in favor of them cutting back, or do you think they'll restore that extra space next year? Or I don't know because I'm not good with logistics and engineering and all that stuff. Uh, that's uh, Somebody else can make that decision, but I know there were some angry fans. But here's the thing. If you really wanted a 